Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I am your host, Kyron Morrison, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Brendan Hill. How are you? I'm really well, how are you? You're good? I'm quite good. I mean, a bit heartbroken. Yeah. It's been been a rough couple. It's been actually, it's a weird time. It's been a really rough few days. 2020 is brutal. Yeah, yeah. There's been plenty of those memes going around, but yeah, 2020 has been a gauntlet so far. But, um, um, it's it's literally that thing of, well, I'll just get through this, right? Yeah. And then it's going to be fine. And I'll get but to that. But it's okay. that, and, you know, I've always thought, you know, okay, life is saying that until you die, because there's always <laughs> something else going on. But at this point, dying is coming at me as well. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like, because last week on the show, Joel and I actually had a little thing where he, he made us a very, very slight joke at the start, because he was feeling quite under the weather. He's like, don't mm-hmm. worry, it's not coronavirus. This is the yeah. only time we'll talk about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, probably not. Yeah. Hey, here we are. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, boy. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't really know what to say about it besides what the hell. <laughs> yeah, um, I just I can't, kind of wish we had a competent government. It would be nice. Competent things. Don't worry, anyway, Australians being Australians, we're going to be this. fine. I just, yeah, I mean, we want to blow past this because this isn't it. Yeah, we're not, not a politics some, podcast. I did, I did watch those idiots washing the, the football. Fo- oh my the God. And like the camera pans behind them and there's like 30,000 people yeah, in the like, stands. You're like, ah, I feel like the football's not the problem here. Yeah, but hey, are you washing your individual like <laughs> attendees? As like they when come they walked in? in, did you just hose them off? Yeah, <laughs> like face plant down in the esky, scrub them off. Uh, anyway, it's incredibly it's, it's frustrating. It is incredibly frustrating, but we're not here for that because yep. that just makes me sad. Yep, we're here for things that make us happy, which are video games. But before we get into that, is there anything? What's going on? What's going on with me? Um, you know, just getting through life, doing things. I just, uh, just. Finished my first run through of Frostpunk. Oh, Thanks I'm, you, I, thank you, Xbox Games Pass. Yeah, where I'm but, excited to hear about that in Questlog. Oof, <laughs> <laughs> oof. Um, you know what? I'm doing it. We're going yeah. to Questlog. Throw to Questlog. Mission completed. Questlog. So of course, Questlog is that what we've been playing, and you've been playing Frostpunk. I've been playing Frostpunk, which I think I flagged a little while ago because it was a really interesting looking game. I'm just uh, seeing the trailer and was just like, yeah. instantly, I have to show this to Brendan. Yeah, because this is Brendan the game, and it very much looks like it would be a game that would be a good fit on consoles because there's a lot of city builder games that come across to consoles, and some of them work and some of them don't. But this one, you have a restrained map, like you are working within. Territory management is part of the game. So you have this small circular map. Well, the main map is circular. There's other map, other scenarios that have different shapes, which is just okay. overwhelming so, to me at the moment. So the one, so the one I was watching you playing was the, the Nilla one, right? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. a standard campaign. And it's this big circular crater. And it's this, uh, it's sort of a ni- 1890s, like early 19th century um, f- steampunk, but steam with the effects of like severe climate change but not climate change as you know it it's all real cold <laughs> which yeah uh, we get the other one we really get the hot. other one we get the shit one i mean they neither of them look fun yeah but, after what I, again watching you play it i'm not sure which one i'd prefer honestly no. um so basically it's about building placement it's managing the heat and keeping your citizens fed and alive and not despairing balancing discontent and hope which is two very interesting meters that I didn't really think I'd ever have to worry about a hope meter in a video game. Big but mood. here we are, is absolutely <laughs> trying to, big trying to juggle that hope and discontent. Yeah, it's tough, and uh, it's got a really it's the campaign that I played very nicely paced in terms of 
pressure, I guess, because like a good game like this is going to always keep that. You got to find that flow meter, but it's the opposite of the flow meter of a platformer where you're like, all right, I'm starting to get the hang of this and I'm making progress. Uh, and instead it's more like, okay, I've mastered this. I've got this under control. Oh, look, refugees. Um, and you, you know, it's also got some really interesting law system in it where you can make some low level changes to your communities. Um, but then they will then have knock on effects into your hope and discontent. Like, well, geez, we haven't really got enough food to go around. If we cut it with sawdust, it'll go a bit further. Oh, but then sometimes that makes people sick, and then the people I mean, who are yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then the people who are sick end up backing up your like infirmaries and stuff, and then your infirmaries end up too full to take care of the frostbite cases you've got, and then you run out of coal because all your coal miners have got frostbite. This seems very specific. Yeah, and it's a sort of did, knocks did, on from did this there. happen to you? Not that case specifically. Okay, all right. But I did see. I saw. I hovered over the tooltip. To see if that would solve my food problem, and then that scenario ran through my head. And I, thought, <laughs> and I thought, no, not today. It seems, uh, from what I can tell from this game, every choice you make is just like, hey, here's a bad choice or a bad choice. Yeah, like there's some good choice. There's a bad choice and a good choice, but even then, they're like, they're like, oh, a gentleman approaches you as the captain of the city. He says, oh, my daughter, I lost my daughter. She never came with us. Oh. She never made it to the city. I want to go looking for her. And the option is like, well, he's definitely going to die if he goes back <laughs> out there alone. So oh, no. do we do we restrain him and stop him from going? Or do you do we equip him for his journey and send him on his way? And so that's your sort of your moral. And equipping him for his journey might cost you 10 or 15 wood, which in some scenarios, not a lot in another situation and you don't get to choose when this thing pops up maybe that's all you've got and you really need another house to house 10 people uh who are oh, freezing Jesus. at the moment and yeah it's rough but it's really like um a really tight balance of mechanics that all work together fitting your um fitting your systems together helps them pay off um there was an option between later on you've got a, a separate set of trees which is your purpose tree like there's the survival which is you know how you stay alive and then you've got your laws that you can sign into purpose which is for either sort of order or faith which basically when i'm when this popped up for me i'm like all right well is, am i running a fascist state or a cult i guess so let's have a look <laughs> and i've had a chance to play with both of them now um and the order one is very much along big guard towers with spotlights yeah i saw the spotlights yeah very the spotlights. They look an imposing cool. figure. yeah we're like but hanging big red banners off them and stuff and you're like all right um <laughs> i but, see what you're yeah. doing here but at nighttime with the spotlights playing over the field and the steam vents bursting up and stuff that looks great uh and then with the <laughs> then if you're playing in the faith tree for uh for hope and that sort of thing it's quite good you've got a couple of little you, know, you can build soup kitchens and stuff that increase the they feed hot meals to people, but they, and increase the temperature of buildings around them it's in that way, handy. which is really nice. Like I was really, I like how they're two fairly different features. Yeah, one is really about managing discontent, and the other one is about building up hope. And I guess it depends on what sort of a leader you want to be. Um, uh, at the very end of it, the only real complaint I had is that the when the last storm hits, uh, if you don't know to prepare for it you've got not a lot of hope at all. So by the time I got a bit of warning about the storm and I thought, oh, all right, and I had some other jobs to do. And then I finally researched the uh, the thing they want you to research, uh, by which point I had three days left before the storm was going to hit. Uh, plenty of time. I'll knock this research out. You knock that research out and 
finishes the research and they say, cool, now that we've got this research done, I can we can actually tell you how bad the storm's going to be. Here's what you're going to need to have prepared. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that's like 3,000 food. I make like 50 a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, so I absolutely had to scramble at that point. It, again, put, gives you that big sense of um, importance and urgency and you start getting waves of refugees coming in ahead of the storm and you, you've got to keep asking yourself that question. How many people can I feed? How many people can I house? Do I have to turn these people away? Is is there any like major downside to turning them away? Or is it just a weigh on your conscience? It weighs on your conscience, basically. Yeah. Like if you bring that's them pretty, in. If a game succeeds in doing that, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a point where like the last, the third wave of refugees coming in just ahead of the, the storm front. And this storm front's going to last for like a week. Um, the refugees came in. It's like there's 90 refugees. I'm like, oh God, can I house 90 people 70 of them are gravely ill and they and i'm like that's gonna fill up every one of my hospitals and it's like take them all in take in just the sit just the healthy or turn them all away oh, i'm like man. everyone out there is gonna die so in the end i was like all right well bring them all in pause my game not like mark a few buildings for deconstruction more infirmaries put you guys over here and meanwhile i'm just going hell for leather just absolutely ham on food you are everything i can you're generous fascist leader well look yes it's all for the best <laughs> i get i don't know it was it was one of those games where you it's supposed to be about planning and management but a lot of the time you end up reactionary and just making decisions on the fly and i couldn't that, again really... that just sounds perfect though that sounds yeah, what, what you want from this sort of game incredibly well paced it got me in the moment it caught, got me uh in the loop of the game of just like trying to be like well, where am i going to get my last where am i going to get nine more wood from how can i get that I've got. I can get a scout out there and back again before he freezes to death in the storm. I'll send a scout out to get some um, giant automatons, like big walking forklift robots, because it's all steampunk Tesla style technology. Of course. Yeah. So when you guys are all hover- hiding inside, you can send your automaton to go and run a coal mine because your coal is, supplies are plummeting. Uh, and if your coal runs out, then your generator shuts down. Everybody freezes to death. I'm trying to think if there's any games out there similar to this, really, because it, it seems, in a way, very roguelike-ish in nature. Yeah, it is a bit. I think I actually don't know that I was intended to get as far as I did while I was learning to play. You seem like uh, you were sweating bullets at the end. I was absolutely <laughs> sweating bullets. I did manage to finish that scenario, but it was literally I had 600 people. <laughs> 600 of them were starving to death. <laughs> I like it because, like, you finish it right, and it just it's just like you did it yeah but i'm I'm just watching it it's like as soon as this you stop taking control this is done yeah <laughs> everyone's as soon as, dying as soon, like pretty much during <laughs> during the course of the credits <laughs> flowing over the city oh and the other really awesome thing is that the credit sequence actually sh- plays out the construction of your city that's really fast cool. forward that's so neat. you get to watch the days fly past cause it's got a really nice shadow system and everything um as your city just builds up and it highlights some of the major decisions that you made um I was a little bit annoyed that it's uh, that it flagged that I converted everyone to eating gruel when it was again <laughs> that was one of my eleventh hour shit I got to make this food last decisions everyone had was really well fed right up until then but it was and then at the end it's it tells you whether or not your society crossed the line and my society did not cross the line oh so yeah at the end it said we didn't cross the line so you didn't make it I... no 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 we made it oh, but okay. it, like i guess morally oh because i looked that up to find out like there's a few decisions like if you start demanding loyalty oaths if you start having <laughs> yeah you're gonna have like an inquisition if you go the faith path inquisition. if you um if you start if you institute 
uh, like radical triage in your places where you basically just send off the gravely ill to die. Um, yeah, where there's where where you've got hardcore scenarios where you have to do those sort okay. of things, and it's basically did you cross the line? And from what I could gather, I got pretty close to it. <laughs> but I think generally my and I think if I had have knocked back a wave of those refugees, still would have won, but it, it would have been like a society across the line. Yeah. And that just what means that you... Oh, you just feel bad about okay, it. Okay, fair like, enough. Again, that, um, that's fine. If yeah. the game hooks you in and makes you feel bad, I think that's... It's a testament to a video game, mm-hmm. I think, that you can, if it can truly make you feel guilty. Yeah, and this game is good at that. <laughs> Very good at that. One of the, the first things that you get to choose is, like, child labor or that's, child shelters. That's, like, the most infamous choice, I think. Yep. When, when this game was first being revealed, I remember seeing that choice everywhere yeah and that that is the perfect way to be like hey what how would you describe the decisions in frostbong it's like this yeah child labor or child oh. shelters. and it's the it's one it's the first decision really that you face and it's really important because at the very start of the game your manpower is incredibly limited you need to you really need more people and but because the game takes place over 30 days or 50 days there's no opportunity for these kids to grow up you don't generate new citizens you only get them through people that you discover or refugees or anyone who find your city so if you need more labor you need to be creative hmm. with it yeah but i didn't cross the line you didn't cross didn't the line. cross the line the so, line was there and you yeah. were staring down it but yeah. you didn't cross so it. so i think that establishes that i'm there's always next time there's always next time yes <laughs> in my full child labor organ harvesting playthrough oh god <laughs> Um, but yeah it's by 11-bit studios they are a polish company um like cd project red um is probably the most famous one um it's been out for a while you can get it pretty cheap now on steam and gog uh there's two dlcs which i have not played but they have more scenarios and more uh technologies so there's other scenarios i saw in the game pass one those are just in the vanilla they're just built into it oh neat cool yeah then there's one called the last autumn where you uh one of the dlcs where it's obviously as the temperature is starting to get cooler and cooler Hmm. uh and you're struggling to actually develop and build that big generator like as the first group interesting which is pretty cool um uh, but of course, it is on Games Pass on Xbox at the moment. So if you want a risk-free way to spend a few days and think about, well, how bad could this really get? <laughs> Give Frostpunk a go. Oh, that, yep. that got pretty bad. Yeah, got pretty didn't bad. Didn't cross the line though. I didn't cross the line. That's what you'll be remembered for. That. Yeah. Yeah. In the credits. <laughs> in the credits. Yeah. How about yourself? Well, I've been playing Ace Combat Seven. Yeah. I was I was flat because I've been saving it because I finished it a couple of weeks back, but I was like. I could talk to Joel about it, but why would I do that when I know someone who really, really loves Ace Combat? I love Ace Combat. And it's like, part of the reason, like, you're half the reason I wanted to play it, and the Easy Allies Game of the Year deliberations of the other half. Yeah. So I was on a quest for the first chunk of this year, trying yeah. to find a copy. Yeah. Thankfully, managed to track down a copy at JB Hi-Fi in Ballarat, and we were yeah. all over there. Of course, then two weeks later, the big in Japan sale happened and it was 30 bucks, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm not bitter because I really enjoyed it, so. I'm glad you enjoyed it, honestly. I was looking at, um, even while I was playing, I was like, this would go either way with Kyra. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, because I mean, I have, I have said in the past a lot, not, not that they're the same game, but if I was to think of a, a game in the same ballpark, I love Star Wars Rogue Squadron yeah. and Rogue Leader. Yep. They are probably my two favorite Star Wars games still. Rogue Leader, definitely still my favorite Star Wars game. And I've always, again, having known you for so long, I've always heard you talk about the Ace Combat games. Yeah. I've seen you play plenty of the Ace Combat games. And when 7 came out, I remember a lot of us in our group talking about it, how it was just, 
looking like it was going for that Kojima level of oh, yeah. filling this weird political war game sort just of way too much information. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, um, and I was just like, I'm kind of nervous. Yeah. This is, this is what I'm into. Yeah. And if Kojima's not going to do it, if Ace Combat wants to, I'm here for it. Uh, so ever since then, it was like on my radar. But yeah, obviously the last couple of months have really tipped it over. And hearing Daredevil. Yep. What a song. Go, if you haven't played Ace Combat, Go to YouTube and listen to Daredevil. It's actually incredible. <laughs> if you if you yeah, if you've had no real exposure to it and you want to know what are they talking about all this weird geopolitical info like Kojimaism and the song Daredevil, uh, look up the launch trailer. Yeah, well, wow, it is like five true. and a half minutes of that's people it. going. But what is a nation? <laughs> Which is such a that's such a Kojima line. Such a Kojima Good line. God. And yet, what is a nation? What is a nation? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I played it and I finished it, and I had a really good time with it. I remember my first encounter with Ace Combat Seven. I'm not even sure if I talked about it on that episode, but I did briefly try the demo at PAX. Yeah. PAX Australia it must have been last, no, yeah. the year before last year. So it came out early last yep, year. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it must have been PAX 2018. I'm turning to dust. Mm-hmm. Um, and much like how I felt when I tried Sekiro, yeah. I walked away. I was like, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm already intimidated by this game. Yep. This is not how I thought it would play. I'm not I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also much like Sekiro, after actually sitting down and give it, getting a chance, because like, I don't think it was as big of the same as Sekiro, where, like, if you try to demo Sekiro... Oh, you've got no chance. It's terrifying. People are in the queue behind you. Yep. You're just like, oh, I'm just... I'm the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I promise that I'm good at From Software games, but this one's humiliating me. Sekiro still did humiliate me, though, but yep. I got there in the end. But um, Ace Combat 7 was the same, where I was sort of like, I thought this would be more arcadey. Yeah. <laughs> and then crashing into the ground a lot. Like, yeah. Maybe not for me. <laughs> Very brutal checkpointing. It, that's one thing I can say. I think that's one thing that I'm not sure if the other Ace Combats are known for this, but boy, some of those missions really, especially when the start, again, a lot of them have a, a really fun at the start. Yeah. There'll be simple things like, hey, go in there and level this base or go in here and like shoot a couple of these things. And you're like, sweet. And then the second half of that mission just has a bullshit objective. Yeah. But if you don't quite make it to that, yeah. You start the whole thing again. And you're yep. like, oh. Yeah. And specifically, I can think of ones that even when it was a good checkpoint, like, a lot of my frustration in this game can be, like, zeroed in on fighting Mr. X. Yep. Because stuff that guy. I yeah. hate him so much. Mm-hmm. I um I could feel my controller creaking in my hand yeah. as I twisted it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not long for this world at this rate. Yeah. Um, and fighting in the same vein, those stupid advanced drone the drones yeah not like the regular drones they're fine yeah like the advanced ones but are basically mr x but there's two of them yeah and you're like i hate this <laughs> this is the worst even fighting the soul squadron pretty late in the game was a bit of a pain in the ass yeah but at the time i was like oh these guys are hard man i killed a couple and then mr x turned up and i was like no wait <laughs> this is hard they were annoying <laughs> Yeah, Mr. X is a real... Because I'm, you know, it's ace combat. I don't come to combat aces. <laughs> I come to ace combat to, to shoot down scrubs. And, you know, there's plenty on offer. Like, it's a smorgasbord. And then Mr. You. X turns up and, and you're like, Mr. X wait. Turns up and you're like, no, I'm the scrub. And, and they're all like, don't worry, Trigger will smoke him. And yeah. you're like, will he? Will he? Stick with Trigger and you'll make it. Missile. 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 Missile is the song of my people in that game. Yeah. Which is basically any time a missile locks onto you, yeah, that's what you get. The, your little computer lady's just like missile, yeah, 
missile. And you'll just see Pull like up. little red <laughs> indicators. And you're like, I'm processing a lot of things right now. I'll try and dodge it. Yeah. But sometimes it would just be like, look, this missile's hitting me. Yeah, I'm just going to... It's you know just going to happen. This is a way to remove the <laughs> missile problem. But again, Absorb yeah. Absorb the missile. In the later half of the game, so many times it's just like, there'll be like four or five missiles coming towards you. And you're like, oh, I've only got one lot of flares left. Yep. To see how <laughs> Guess we I'm go. just like zigzagging. Yep. And... and then you, that basically you give up any opportunity, any chance, like real commitment to hit a target. You have to, you have or... to, you have to disengage so much. Yeah. Um, or trying to do big loops like I would do, and they're like, where am I coming out at? <laughs> Please not the ground. Oh, um, up. Uh. I do love the like the replayability of the game for most of the missions. Some of the missions are bullshit, and you never want to look at them again. I did farm like, a couple of missions. <laughs> yeah, but some of them, like the um, pipeline destruction and the um, fleet destruction. longest day fleet destruction is so good. Uh, I longest got... day would be great if it didn't have that second half where you got to fight Soul Squadron or Mr. X. Fucking Soul Squadron. <laughs> Um, but they're like they're like Star like yeah it's uh, like Star Wolf like Star Wolf but like incredibly obnoxiously annoying yeah um, and turn on a dime and you're like but I'm hang on I'm trying to turn my jet yeah but it takes a year so you stay right there you haven't all right I've turned you're gone all right yeah. I'll turn again I'll turn again <laughs> indicators on until my until my um my jet my little AI is just like hey man your en- your engines are off I'm like oh yeah. shit <laughs> stalling oh. <laughs> wait <Missile>. hang on. <laughs> Wait, I was trying to do cool area maneuvers. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the fleet destruction in particular, just because I was farming it for a lot of the um, the in-game currency. Yeah. I got I got that down to an art. Yeah. And there's something like when you know what a mission is, you know where the enemies are coming from because that's that arcade aspect to it. Yeah. And yeah. you can come back to it because with a and better scores. So yeah. You can... Coming back to it with a better plane and a better special weapon or something is just incredible. Um, and it must. I just imagine in game it must make your squadron feel like crap. Yeah. Because they're in their crappy jets. They're in like, whatever they're fuck one yeah, F sixteen, one F fourteen, and like just whatever's the allocated. And you've line. got this like hybrid future plane yeah. with like backwards wings. You're like, yep. mm-hmm. where's I your cool jets? It, I bought it with my MRP. <laughs> but we're using we're using patched together jets. Not me. Not me. <laughs> Main character. <laughs> Bought it with my MRP and painted it with the with the uh, paint job I got from two games ago. <laughs> Wait, what's your um, secret trigger? <laughs> that's the other thing that I really respect and also just am overwhelmed by from these games is that they have they have a coherent narrative. You were pointing out a lot of things to me in this game, but were happening. I'm like, and you was like, yeah, this is relevant. I'm like, to what Ace Combat? Yeah, two. <laughs> I know this is game. Four. I know this is game seven, but it's game one for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they've got a whole... It's called Strange Real, is their world. Strange Real. Strange Real is their world, which is why it's kind of pretty similar, but also a bit weird, I guess. If you can't unpack that word, I've done it for you, there you go. Uh, <laughs> it's strange, uh, but real. But they're plan- they're, it's actually, you know, it's called Strange Real. They call it the, the world that they play in. There's a it's nation a, of bad guys. Nation of bad guys. Yeah, there's a nation of uh, general good guys, but they also <laughs> flip back and forth. But then I was, I was kind of impressed with this one because the... Ace Combat One or Two—I can't recall—features um, like an asteroid impact about to impact the planet, um, and they build all these batteries of giant suborbital, like of orbital artillery pieces, to try and defeat it. And they come back in this one. You use them for a completely different purpose to t- try and shoot down something else. Uh, and it's just cool little nods like that. And of course, yeah, the Balkans. Who apparently the Balkans. the Balkans, the baddies, the baddies. They're That's just what the, also be. Yeah, they're, they're they're just the bad people. If you find that someone's a Balkan, <laughs> oh, there's not a lot of them. But you better believe they're building super weapons it's and true. plotting the downfall of other countries. So that is one thing I do want to say, right? 
the story in this game, it was delivered in an interesting way because so you get your little pre-mission briefings, which are rad, right? Yeah. Because it's just like you're being you're being sat down by the commander. It's like, hey, yep. here's what you're doing with like the actual sort of hollow map. All the wireframes and, really cool. and everything. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But in between missions, you'll get like a super serious cutscene that they can vary from like, okay, this is really interesting to when is this <laughs> happening? Who <laughs> are these people? Are <laughs> Who is that? Yeah, why is any of it relevant? <laughs> Which is a shame because uh, after the trailers, I was really excited to sort of dig into this super weird political reality but not reality yeah. sort of game and it still was cool specifically oh man i'm blanking on that guy's name with i'm sorry his name his names oh his many names i have the picture on my phone somewhere uh, i'll see if i can track it down because his many names <laughs> as soon as i saw the cutscene, i had to google it so i could send it to you here it is and i i just found the bit be- so man who someone chose this yeah yeah <laughs> So, Mihaly Dumitru, Margareta, Conalu, Leopold, Blanca, Carol, Aeon, Ignatius, Raphael, Maria, Nikitas, A, Shalagi. Shalagi. So, that's. So, M D M C L B K A I R M N A S. And what's the A stand for? I don't know. The That's, mystery it's a remains. mystery. There's something still there to be cracked. You know what? Honestly, I'd call Ace myself Mr. A. X as well. <laughs> Does the A stand for Mr. X somehow? I don't know. We'll never know. Yeah. Maybe I'll tell you. Alex. But uh, that was probably... If I had to pick one thing to gripe about... And it's, you know, it's not like it was a big deal because I still had fun flying yeah. a jet and shooting dudes. But I was kind of bummed by the story a bit. But um, I still appreciate that someone's trying to fill that gap. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just, it's a gap that I, that I didn't even realize that I'd missed being filled until Kijim was like, oh, I'm, I'm done with Metal Gear because I'm not with Konami anymore. I'm like, yeah. wait, actually, I liked that I stupid, actually, weird story you were telling. I need, yeah, like the, the <laughs> twin peaks of guns. Like, <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like, it's equal parts like, this is incredibly engaging and why is this guy a vampire? <laughs> and why is this conversation still going? This is a, this game, I finished Metal Gear Solid 4, why is this cutscene as long as a movie? They're just talking in a cemetery, but I still loved it. And now we're frying eggs. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, um, Sonny. I did the DLC as well of Ace Combat. Yeah, so I that's something I didn't pass. do because I, I did vanilla game, which I can happily say I liked it. Yep. But uh, let me know how the DLC is because I was looking at it in the big in Japan sale. Yeah. But I think when I hit Kratos, I was like, I'm good for now. Yeah. I've had my filler being a cool, cool fighter jet, jet pilot that blew up a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if, like, the two big advantages of the uh, of the DLC, one, you get the season pass, they give you a bunch of more cool fu- future jets. See, I would um, like the future jets. Yeah, the cool future jets are the best. Because I, did, I didn't get the cool... I don't know which jet it was. The one that sort of has its wings are facing... Yeah. towards the front of the plane yeah. I got that at the very end yeah, there's a, I the, farmed for it the so Burkett like, the SU-47 if I'm yeah. finishing this game I'm finishing in a cool jet damn yep. it god damn it and then after you finish the game I think it unlocks the Wyvern Mr. X's jet so it was really expensive it was really expensive if I had have saved and not bought the really cool future jet I probably could yeah. have had it but I was like no I'm finishing this game in a cool jet yep. <laughs> also um, don't do like making me fly up that space elevator uh, Stop this. <laughs> Every Everyone has a trench run equivalent, and, and one, they're the worst. Because oh, that, so, again, I guess this is Ace Combat spoilers, yep. but, you know, it's been out for a year, and it's a fire jet game, and this is mostly mission spoilers, but that last mission, I, boy, I honestly, there was a point where I was like, am I not going to finish this? 
Because first of all, I know drones. Yeah. I wanted to pull my hair out. Yeah. And you get them and you're like, I did it. And they're like, wait, no, they're still alive. And they like launch out smaller drones and like, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you so How much. You know I didn't shoot the front of it. <laughs> I made sure. Taking down that arsenal gear thing was a pain in the ass. Then these drones were a pain in the ass. And there's smaller drones inside those drones. And then you're like, okay, fine, I'll chase them. And then they fly down into the underground tunnel. You're like, are you, you're not going to make me do that. You are. Mm. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> so you go through this very, it's not a super long stretch. You fly through this tunnel. We go to swap lanes a couple of times. And then, which was stressful. I died yep. a couple of times. But there's a very cool reward for that where you pop out into this big circle room where you get you to get basically be Poe Dameron yeah. and like just launch missiles at a couple of things as you do a full circuit and then take out the two drones and I was like cool what now and I I don't remember your buddy's name is with you it's Count isn't it yeah it's Count yeah. I think yeah he's like we're gonna go up and I was like there's a roof though <laughs> and then I as I was flying I did another lap and I'm like oh I can see a part I might be to fuck you <laughs> you're gonna make me squeeze my jet in there yep. and you better believe it is and you better believe I had to a couple of times it took me <laughs> nine goes to, to, to nail that in my giant swept like forward swept winged like SU-47 Burkett it was a nightmare <laughs> oh but when, I, it, when you, you get in there though like and you're just like desperately trying to stay straight it's pretty cool you feel like you go from feeling like such a ridiculous badass <laughs> to basically think like if you've ever parallel parked, that's what it feels yeah. like. Because you're flying as slow as you can. You're tapping your air brakes. You're like, left, left, right, right. And again, left, just just uh, waiting uh, for uh, stalling. Uh, stalling. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Bit of gas. A little bit more. Oh, God, I've gone too fast. Slow down. Yep. Oh. And then, yeah, it's exactly as exciting as parallel parking. If if you touch the curb, you die. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that. And now yeah. I, I do think that sort of, it definitely takes you out of that. Because, man, when you when you fly in there, you do the tunnels, you blow up those two drones, you do the Poe Dameron. Yeah. I felt so good. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah, this was great. I take back anything bad I said. And then I, yeah, had to pump the brakes and awkwardly, like, get into a tunnel to fly straight up. So I really and wish that part had just been automated. Yeah, honestly. like, that's literally the very, that's the exact end of the campaign. Yeah. And you finish on this really good, this sweet, like, highlight. And then you have to, then they make you, yeah, pump the brakes and yeah. they squeeze you through, like, through this tiny throttled thing. I would have been fine if there was a cutscene that flew you into there. Yeah. And then maybe you had some obstacles as you flew up. But, yep. like, having to, like, navigate in there was just, it just sort of pulled, pulled me just back. just reopen the tunnel that you yeah. had to fly out of. Keep it on the same plane, because trying to move up... Like just do, that, like, full know. Death Star to escape yep. from Return of a Jedi with the flames chasing you. Yeah. It worked anyway, in Rogue Leader. It worked in Rogue Leader. <laughs> it was so stressful in Rogue Leader. I would never want to do it again. Um, but yeah, so the DLC. Yeah, the DLC missions, they were, uh, they actually were better framed, I thought, than okay. the actual campaign. Because they did that, they did that weird that weird Japanese um, uh, thing that you see in a lot of like some arcade games and some other games where you're kind of like why is this the way that it is with a DLC you just launch the mission from the main menu it's oh, not actually yeah. built into the campaign or on the end of it or anything it's not in with the other menus like other missions to choose from because there is a select mission the most so, recent one I can think that's like mate is uh, I picked up the Royal Edition of Final Fantasy 15 yeah. And it's like, oh, cool, I can play through, like, episode Gladiolus and yep. Ignis and all that. And it's like, yeah, you can, but you just got to launch them from a menu. I'm like, oh. I was hoping to be, a, I mean, I guess it makes sense because I think they're, like, a couple of hours long each. But it feels weird that, um, that to play these character stories, I'm just like, no, don't do it. 
you know, naturally in the game. Yeah, just, I really just go into a menu the and be like, click. when they leave in the storyline. Yeah, or like, and like you'd have the option to go, and you yeah. could say no and then boot it from a menu. But yeah. again, I haven't played them yet, so maybe they're actually. I think a couple of them take place beforehand. But either way, that's what I when I think about it. That's where I'm like, it's weird that sometimes it's just like here is where the DLC missions are. Like, oh, Fire Emblem just did it with um Cinder Shadows. Yes, made it a standalone yeah. thing where it's just like, hey, here's this little new chunk of story. Where is it? over here in a different menu with a different save slot i get it but it's just weird <laughs> yeah and it's not it's particularly for strategy games like fire emblem um uh, i really love when you get dlc and it's integrated into the main yeah. game because you know it, it brings new challenges but it also sometimes brings you new advantages that you would yeah. have had previously um that's one of my favorite favorite things and some games do it really well um and this for like i said gives you new jets and new special weapons and stuff uh and you get a heap of msrp like of mrp i'm not even surprised (laughs) yeah for doing them but i really liked the the framing system was like a military analyst who was trying to identify and figure out why this submarine was being fueled and stuff and he would so they're completely standalone stories as well well no they're actually set set, it's still trigger you still count everything okay but they're set they're set in the middle of the campaign oh okay yeah so so it's really weird that you have to launch them (laughs) externally because i would really like to play through the whole thing like play through it naturally because yeah and then there's this military analyst talking about these um these incidents and how trigger is a singularity is like like you you influence too many things to calculate, but so does the captain of this submarine. I'm like, well, he's clearly going to turn bad. So and then it's one on one, and then there's a really good there's a big anti air mission. There's a big air to like air to surface mission that was heaps of fun um, because you just come in out of the blue, like similar to the one where you fly down the canyon. And then you pop out of the canyon at the end and the base isn't ready for you because so you, you've, you've done the work flying down the canyon. Except the, imagine if you didn't have to fly down the shitty canyon. Because the canyon, <laughs> the canyon, because when you were describing that, I was dreading it the entire time. And then I got to it and I was like, this isn't so bad. Yeah. And then I got two thirds of the way through. I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. There's like 500 searchlights going up yeah. and down. And I'm like, awkwardly sort of just to weave finagling my way through yeah. it. My, I've crashed into a mountain. All right. Back to the start. But I have to fly so slow. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's one of those examples where it's like you could have checkpointed me somewhere along the way. Yep, you you really could have. Um, but the, the yeah the the probably one of the best missions in the game now is one of these DLC missions oh. where you just rock up. It's exactly like that, except you don't have to do the bullshit canyon. You just come out. It's this massive ground attack. You've got three harbors to bomb the shit out of. I love you've it. got three. <laughs> you got like a surface fleet turns up later on. There's all there's barely any like any counter air which i love the most fantastic yep um so what you're telling me is i can just bring um, like fuel air bombs or, yeah yeah it's ace combine harvester uh <laughs> and you just move your way around you get rid of all the little green squares and you get heaps of points um but there was a certain satisfaction to just getting rid of all the green squares yep yep uh, green square then- red square delete and periodically you'll get you know you get the voice chatter but the voice chatter sometimes actually matters in this mission because it'll be like oh we've got a healer leaving da 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 and if you then fly to that part of the map where that they've specified you'll see a helicopter leaving and if you shoot it down it's worth bonus points because it has like a they'll be like oh that that helicopter had this official on it i'm like okay cool so we're just borderline war criming here now (laughs) but all right um i do remember a couple i mean i don't think there was radio chatter for it but i remember like again i think i Fleet Destruction, probably my favorite mission. 
Uh, when you fly in and there's the, the legitimate fleet, there's a specific ship there. Yeah. But if you blow up, it's worth heaps of points. Yep. That was and cool. they'll call it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like, I really liked it. I love, obviously, I love the game. I liked the DLC. Um, the very last mission does pull some bullshit where they, <laughs> that you have to fly this with this little sensor on the front of your plane and detect the submarine underwater to I watched you do service. that <laughs> and you have one minute <laughs> to find it or you fail and you get checkpointed back you again. know what though like at least it's a minute yeah but they could have given you like it's completely arbitrary you know they could have made that time limit anything they wanted or not had one yeah um but no it's one minute you've got to find it and it doesn't it doesn't increase tension it doesn't make you anything but annoyed I just remember yeah. speaking of things that made me annoyed. I remembered my other, the other thing I didn't like about S Combat Seven. It's another specific mission, mm-hmm. and it starts off fine because it's the one where you have to manually aim at the silos for oh, them yeah. to airstrike it. Yeah. I thought that was cool. That was a cool. I was feature. like, cool. I've got to lock onto this, yeah. and then once it's red, I can press square. Cool, they bombed it, and there was a couple of fakes. I really liked that. Sort of made you think as you were flying around, and then <laughs> a cutscene plays, and you're like, okay, cool. And then they actually launch one of their, like, ISBMs. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, it's over, right? Yeah. They're like, trigger, we need you to chase that down. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so you just, like, you have to pump the jet ga- the gas immediately and just fly. And you're flying straight up behind that thing, yeah. trying desperately to get a lock on. And as, as it accelerates away. Yeah, and if it gets too far, you can't hit it. And I get it. I was just like, yes, I did it. And they're like, they're launching another one. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Tell them not to. <laughs> Someone else do something. Why is it always me? And now, to be fair, my allies, because I did rag on them a lot. Mm-hmm. But in the last few missions, I did see them taking out jets. So I'm sorry, comrades. I, You are good pilots, just not as yep. good as Trigger. Yeah. Who has the advantage of jumping between timelines. <laughs> yeah. Stick with Trigger and you'll make it. Um, the Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> One of them. One of them. One of them will make it. In one in one reality, you'll make it with trigger. Yep. Very few of the others. I did really like um, stupid ISBMs. Yeah, I, I I loved so much. So many of the mission designs. They all try something different. I just hate the ones where your success chance of success on this event completely depends on where you are when the event happens, mm. and you have no way to know that this event's coming until you're already playing through it. Yeah, that's that's it, right? Because I mean. The when they launched the ISB, I'm like, fuck this. But yeah. when I did, I was like, oh, that was great. And I do it again. You're like, it's over there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, pull my jet around yeah. and you just fly straight been, at it. This would have been really easy to manage if I brought like, um, like the long range, like the high power yeah. anti air missiles. That would have been great. But there was no other reason to bring them on this mission. Exactly. That's the only thing that gets me. Sometimes you're like, I want to. I just ended up taking some sort of anti air every mission because I'm like, what if? Yeah. What if? Because not every mission has the supply lines, which I loved. Any mission with a supply line, that's a mission I'm going to enjoy, <laughs> because I get, I get flexibility, and I get that why you don't have them on all of them, mm-hmm. because it does make you think about your loadout, and the, the mission is geared to a very specific purpose. But um, also, I just love being able to be like, "Cool, I've finished wiping out ground targets. Oh, I'm getting my air missiles yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Smorgasbord time. <laughs> now it's now the real ace combat begins now. now. Uh, but yeah, overall, I I loved it. Obviously, I did feel like I was a bit disengaged at the end because I was like, a, I had to fly up a stupid tunnel and I hated it. Yeah. And B, the storyline, I was kind of like, what am I dealing with here? Like, it's, there was there wasn't anything there to really hook me in from a story point of view. Because the if- story is sort of like, hey, these two factions are against one another. Then the satellites get knocked out, so it becomes more about scanning 
your targets first to determine if they're friend, like yeah. friend or foe. And then crazy drones. And then the drone stuff happens, so then at the end, you're actually allied with your former enemies. Yeah. And, like, a couple of Soul Squad get shot down, and I was like, suckers. <laughs> Eat it. Yeah. And then, yeah, you succeed in getting rid of the drones, and then Mr. X is alive still. Somehow. Somehow. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it was weird. The story... The story if I if I had just been there for the story, it would have been a different story. Thankfully, I really liked the gameplay. Yeah. But um, yeah, the story sort of was just weird at the end there. Yeah, as Big Metal Skybird's exploding, ten out of ten. Yes, absolutely. Would explode again. Yeah, and I will. Ace Combat Eight. I will be there. Yeah. This is a fish. I'm converted now to an Ace Combat believer. Uh, Ace Combat Seven's very fun. I said um, it on Twitter, like, if I'd played this game last year, it probably would have been in my top 10, because I really did enjoy it. So, so weird, though, that they, like, they wrap the story with, uh, with, you know, this big moving moment that's very important. If you played, like, Ace Combat 3, like, this, because there's a transmission from the top of the space elevator, uh, and it's a really oh, big Oh, I forgot deal. about this. Yeah, it's a oh, really, that's, that's what you they, were referring to. Yeah, that's that, how they... I had forgotten about it. That's how they wrapped the entire that's campaign. That's so weird. And you're kind of like, yeah, but no one has played... No one that, but me, I assume, <laughs> <laughs> has played these games in 15 years or more. Now so, I need space combat. <laughs> yeah, space combat. Yeah, right. Let's Good. go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Enough of these planes are bloody uh, nearly X-Wings anyway. Before we, before we wrap on Ace Combat... Join me in like sending out our hopes into the universe, into the ether that Project Maverick, that Star Wars game, yeah, is some sort of Rogue Squadron game. Some Just sort like of Rogue Squadron game. Sending out all the the positive energy I can for that yep. because I need it so badly. Yeah, please. And the only the only please. good thing that apparently remains of Star Wars is ship designs blowing each other up. It's true. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to be had there. Um, one last thing before we go out of quest log is I've I've only started it recently. Yeah. I'm going to save the full like breakdown for when I get together because Joel's playing it too. But I started playing Ori and Will of the Wisps this week, which dropped on Game Pass on Wednesday, I think. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> so I, I, I've I tried my hand at Blind Forest a couple of times. I think I originally tried it on Xbox with Game Pass. Yeah. But obviously, I very... It's just this... I don't know what it is. It's not that I hate Xbox. It's just that for some reason, booting up is an extra step. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, but um. So when Blind Forest came to Switch, I gleefully picked it up and devoured it. Put it down for a while, and I came back recently to finish it off. Didn't realize how close to the end I was, which was good in a in a, in a yeah. weird way, I guess. But um, very good game. Had some problems with it so far. Those problems are mostly gone with all of the wisps. Good, great. Uh, my biggest issue I had with it was sometimes there will be they, the game has these escape sequences, which are they're cool and exciting, but in a similar way to Ace Combat, just yeah. like because the checkpoint is like, look, do this in one go. What if I die? Back to a start. That's it. And, and do you it can, in one go. And you, sometimes you're, you you know you're close to the end, and then you just die. It's like do it again. You're like that took everything. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, game, I'm empty. <laughs> I thought I had it. I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, I've only had a couple of sort of intense chase sequences in Will of a Wisp, but the controls are just tighter. The movement's more yeah. fluid. So like, everything just sort of moves better. It just... And also, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, it has been absolutely Jeez. stunning to look at. It's a beautiful game. The soundtrack... If you're not going to play this game, I want you to at least go to YouTube, much like if when, you, when you're going the Daredevil. Yeah. Go and look up some of the Ori and the Will of the Wisps music because it's it's beautiful as well. It's so good. 
in particular, I just went through the, the Moldwood area. That song, really good. I fought a giant spider. Boss theme, really good. Yeah. The aura theme, really good. The game's so good. If you've got Game Pass, you've got no reason not to play it. It's on Steam now. Uh, probably won't. I don't know if it'll come to Switch this time. I think Blind Forest just worked out really well where Microsoft was like, hey, we'll put this out because then you can buy it. And also, it's sort of like an ad. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think it's it, it was in the, it's in the charts at the moment. There's a free demo as well if you want to try it on, on Switch. Um, but if you do have an Xbox, they're both on Game Pass. I I don't know if you have to play, you know, Blind Forest to enjoy Will of the Wisps. Both the story definitely picks up immediately after. I don't think you miss much if you don't play it. Maybe it was a bit of a connection with the characters. Uh, but tell you what, I was trashing pretty hard on owls. Yeah. In the Blind Forest, <laughs> I was full ready because I was bitter when I finished the game. I'm ready to go on to Will of the Wisps. I'm gonna hate this stupid little owl. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I will protect her at all costs. No one touch her. <laughs> she is precious. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I'll get into that more probably in a week or two. Yeah. But so far, I've beaten my first big boss and it's so good. I'm so happy. I've been like just so impressed every time I walk past just looking at this game in motion. It's in tiny little features. Like I watched you do a wave, like a jump dash across some water and the water ripple underneath you. Yeah. And it's just, beautiful just some of, beautiful even game. even like like i was in the moldwood area because it's obviously moldy and sort yeah. of decrepit and stuff a lot of the things that you'd think would be like solid like a branch because it's so old and moldy like it actually bounces when you yeah. land on it it's just cool little environmental effects and again the maneuvers that you can that you are expected to do are just way easier because the controls just feel better yeah they feel tighter um i was doing some amazing acrobatics against this the spider boss that was just yeah. like how am i doing this this is amazing yeah. just like hopping up a wall jumping across launching off a lamp downstabbing twice dashing across one it's just it's so fun it just lets you do it the combat because yeah in blind forest your combat was like hey you can shoot little sparks at this enemy i'm like what else can i do it's not much like, mm-hmm. okay this one the game's like you know what you got a sword okay and a bow all right, and this cool, like, spear launcher. Okay. All right. <laughs> and you can heal yourself. All right, and you've got this sphere of light that damages enemies that come into it. Okay, all right. And that's I'm, that's as far as I've gotten so far, so I'm excited to see what else the game has. The combat just is as open as I've... I, I'm surprised. I didn't think it would be this... I knew that there was a sword at least, but I just didn't expect there to be this much in the way of options. It's just mm. really impressive. Then, of course, there are all options for the... Boss designers too. Like, yeah. They know you're going to have these tools. You, you'll have this tool. This boss yeah. may require it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because that's the thing. The spider was exactly that because uh, it was a, quite a long fight. And then I got the boss down to low health and then suddenly died. And I was like, what the hell was that? What happened? Turns out I hadn't been paying enough attention to the area. Uh, my power up I just got in that area was that ball of light I was talking yeah. about, which protects you. Because in this, in this particular zone of darkness, if you're in it, it will just... It just yeah. stamps you out instantly. I had noticed that when I got to the last phase of this boss, it had done that. It was basically, it knocked out all the lights. So the reason oh. I died was because of that. So once I put my light shield on the next time, no yeah. problem. So just like, yeah. I've got to be paying more attention. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, I guess also just having bosses are different in this one because Blind Forest, they were boss-like enemies, but they were usually tied into the escapes. Yeah, I did see there was a few of those chase sequences. Mm. So that, that was sort of what they did in lieu of a boss fight. It's one way to make sure you've got like that that tight, dynamic, exciting platforming. Yeah. But the first time you do it, it's really effective. Yes. And the fourth time you You're do like, it, okay. it's not great. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah. uh, bosses, 
I've done, I've fought probably two so far. Very fun. Yeah. And um, I'm also just happy, like, because this is by Moon Studios, who are great. They brought on the guy, I think it was now Dr. Cupcake or something, mm. who did the another Metroid 2 remake after that got shut oh, yeah, down yeah, by yeah. Nintendo. So he's actually on the dev team for this game. And uh, I don't know if it's just me, but it does also just feel like a better Metroidvania game than Blind Forest. Uh, maybe it's just because I've... I'm projecting that on because that man that man is involved, but uh, it just feels better. Is it better itemization? Maybe. Like, do you have more know. shortcuts I mean, or backtracking? Or I think that I think part of it is just the flexibility in how you can engage with things, right? Yeah. Because in the first one, again, a lot of it is like you get a lot of the environmental traversal, like dashes and the the um, the. I don't know what you would call it, the burst, where you can sort of latch onto something with the left trigger and launch from it, and that yeah. includes enemies and their projectiles and stuff, which was really cool. But this one adds little things like you get a, a mid-air dash, which just, again, just makes you that much more maneuverable. You yep. get like a cool grappling hook, which you can get. So I will actually mention, I think in a, a lot of what helps this game improve is the Hollow Knight DNA they put into it. Yeah. So Hollow Knight had the badge system where basically you had slots, like I think three or so. And as you played the game, you would pick up various badges that gave you different buffs and stuff and abilities in that, in some cases and that game that is in this system, this game here which is it just lets you customize your character a bit more and also makes you think about what you're going to do like you go if, if you know there's a boss coming you can equip a thing that gives you an extra little health orb thing which is really handy or if you're feeling especially brave you can boost the damage you deal by 15% as well as the damage you take by 15%. Mm. Like just like lots lots of little things like that that sort of give you a lot of freedom in how you, your, your game plays, which is just yeah. really neat. Uh, so yeah, play Ori and the Will of Wisps if you've got an Xbox or a PC because it's bloody good. And I don't want to say it'll be on my list at the end of the year, but I've, I'm getting those vibes. Yeah. So I'm starting yeah. to feel it out. It might be, it might be the case, but we'll see. It's going to be a long year. <laughs> Do you um do you know do we know if it's coming to Switch or? I mean, I haven't said if it does. I assume it'll be a while. Yeah. I want to make that Xbox money first. Mm-hmm. So, I, but at the same time, since Blind Forest did, and we know how much Xbox, I would. You know what? Actually, I wonder if the Switch could run it. Because if there's one thing I will say about Will of the Wisps, mm-hmm. I have had some technical issues. Yeah. And that's with the day one patch, which apparently, I mean, on PC, I think it was worse. But there are, and it's sometimes happens at painfully crucial moments where I'm doing some intense platforming and the game just goes, hold on a second, I need to freeze. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm loading. I'm like, I need you to not. <laughs> I'm above spikes. <laughs> so, and that's happened a couple of times, which is a bit unfortunate, but not a huge deal, really, yeah. in the grand scheme. Uh, it's just been a bit of a bump along the way hopefully they patch it out but considering how good this game is and the fact that it's by such a small team i just love it fantastic but that's about all i've been playing anything else you've been playing um well i can quick uh, quickly point like i did see diablo has launched season 20 season 20 Uh, season 20 which if you care about diablo is the season of lost we i can't remember we what haven't it's done called. any of the seasons in division 2 because we haven't bought the dlc and this is a season 20 season 20 because uh, they and this the perk for this season is that you can mix and match your canized cube items uh without the usual restrictions of one jewelry one weapon one armor piece you can mix and match any three you want if they made any sense to you at all have fun with diablo 3 <laughs> um they they did announce three new sets 
but they put no art for those sets in any of their press releases. So my total engagement so far has been image searches for like... <laughs> they want you to play. Like, I don't really want to go back for that long to get another set. I'm I know. Like, um, so now I've got an image search for like Diablo 3 Veil of Typhon and there's nothing there yet because it's only just out. I don't... Like, I don't know how Blizzard messed it up, right? Because they know... When they do an Overwatch event, because I tell you what, they did the Archives event recently. They know that the yep. skins they show... It's yep. like, if this skin looks cool... Someone's coming back for that. Like, yep. There's a new Pharah skin. And boy, howdy, if I still played Overwatch, I would be there for it. Yep. There's a new um, there's a new Witch Doctor set, there's a new Wizard set, and there's a new Barbarian set. And the Barbarian set sounds really fun because it's all frenzy-based, so it's all about hitting as fast as possible. And I'm like, that actually sounds fun. I'll never forget our um, hardcore Barbarians. Our hardcore Barbarian runs. <laughs> um, jump, jump. J- frantic jumping through. <laughs> Get to level 30 as fast as possible. Don't uh, die. Yeah. Finish the game. Die. Uh, and then our, then the Witch Doctor one, however, like from what I've seen of it is actually probably going to be like meta leading and from the Witch Doctor, which is basically sucked as far as I knew since launch. Um, that's another thing that's interesting, but also I'm just so, I've looked at it and I'm like, yep. And I've played 10 minutes of it outside of season. I've probably played probably an hour total with, um, with my daughter just as a really good couch co-op game. And man, I think I'm done with Diablo 3. I'm just kind of cooked on it. I'm yeah. really struggling to get enthusiasm for it. I mean, um, it had a good run with you, especially. Oh boy. <laughs> you have yeah. you have killed those bosses so many times. So many times. Um, and the fact that they still make you re... If you're starting a new character and stuff, they still make you re... Like in a season, they make you replay through the campaign before you can go to adventure mode. I'm um, just like... No, thank you. I, I get like a third of the way through Act 1. And they're like, oh, you need to go to the Fields of Misery and get the Kazra. So I'm like, no, I don't. That's, that's the thing, right? Because you think about it, like at the time when you're first... Your the very first time we were playing Diablo three, yeah, was like sweet, blowing up enemies, getting loot. Yeah, you're like, man, that that flew by because we finished. Yeah. I remember we finished Diablo three in a weekend one time. Yeah, but then when you have something you want to do and you're like, the game's like play for the campaign, you're like, it's but it's ever. so long. Yeah. And again, you good to- DLC seamlessly integrated <laughs> all the new features and areas and stuff with the main campaign. But now it's the main campaign's like seven hours longer than it was. Yeah. With a boss at the end, it's just really frustrating. Yeah, unless you're playing it like in four-player pickup group meta online where people blow through <laughs> the the first thing in like <laughs> 90 minutes. Well, because I remember there's like a bunch of challenges you can get in that game for just finishing the axe really quickly. <sighs> but, um, yeah. Well, hey, Diablo 4 is coming, man. Diablo 4 is coming. And I, you hope... know what? I don't know if I'm going to care about it then because I haven't seen any improvement from, from, Blizzard. Um, from Blizzard just yeah. in general. That's, that's the catch, right? Because I think about Diablo 4, I'm like, oh, I want it to be good. I don't know if I'm ready if I'm ready to go back to Blizzard yet. Well let's just see if Blizzard are good yeah. at that point. We'll see. They've got some time. They've got they've, they've got, got some time. time. They've got some time, they've got some work to do. <laughs> they've got some um, work to do. However, other games that are coming up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Is this game you've been playing? No. No, okay, we're going. I think we're starting to go to bonus um, round then. I think I'm gonna take I us think to I've bo- pretty much wrapped everything <laughs> that I have been playing, yeah. But I'm gonna quickly throw us to bonus round before this happens because I think we're moving into Things that are just really cool that are coming up. It was like, it was going to be dope on note, but I was just like, all of this stuff is just cool. Yeah, it's all dope. That, that's our rule. So yeah. Like, so yeah, time for the bonus round. Bonus round. So as you know now, bonus round is whatever the hell we want it to be. And in this particular instance, it's to talk about some cool shit. Now you may talk about Baldur's Gate 3. 
Yeah, well, that actually looks real damn good. It does. We watched the previews for it. Um, I I love Larian Studios. We had such a blast in Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Um, and the part where you're all working together until such time as someone decides not to, and the game just goes with it. <laughs> yeah. The game will just, just figure it out. Um, and you can trying to work with three or four other people to try or well, three other people to try and you know pick someone's pocket to distract the guards and block line of sight and hide to pretend to be a barrel um all of just is incredibly or good. like other examples this was in divinity one so yeah. <laughs> where maybe a player convinces another an npc that it's okay to steal this particular item yeah and then a guard comes up and then someone else who might have been me is immediately like guard yeah he stole he stole it <laughs> Get it be a tattletale. Yeah. <laughs> After my the party members just <laughs> immediately like, what the hell? <laughs> Your friend said it was cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, my friend did. I didn't. <laughs> so yeah, Divinity. I really, the, I really like they how adaptable like, it is. It seemed like a natural team to pick yep. for for to make a D and D game. Really, yeah. It was incredibly adaptable and natural, but it also it reacted to weird decisions that you wouldn't have expected the mm. game to be ready for. And that's almost like they had the um, the whole system with the different. You know, you can have you've got blood on the ground, and you throw fire near it, and suddenly it's like a blood cloud. And then you throw necrotic Actually damage into wild. it, and then it's cursed blood cloud. <laughs> and if you happen to put lightning on it, it's cursed lightning blood. Some and of those, like, some of those scraps later in that game were just they so just got messy, messy and awful. And yeah, I end up nearly open nearly everything, especially for your oil. character. Yeah, just in oil and fire all like, the time. Your character requiring poison to heal. Yep. <laughs> Yep, so I'm just like, oh, there's a poison cloud. I'll go and stand in a poison cloud. And someone's just like, what if I put a fireball in it? Like, <laughs> can, I, can I request that you don't? <laughs> I need it to heal. I can't yeah. just drink potions like yeah. you guys. No. And then just a fireball and you find out that airborne poison clouds are explosive. Yes. And I uh, evaporate again. Yeah, so Larry, yeah. Larry, and there's been some talk from, I don't want to say the fan base because I haven't, I don't know if they all feel mm. this way, but there's definitely a part of the fan base that doesn't like the turn-based direction which i find odd because i know i have looked it up since and it seems like Baldur's gate one and two are more real-time like action yeah. based but i mean dnd is turn-based it's pretty turn-based and i just no. think it's a good fit yep I don't know. and it seems really set like it seems really accurate to especially like with having the dice rolls and stuff yeah having it's just yeah, everything's got dice rolls. Saving throws it. and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's all there. I'm a big fan. The or little bit bad of... rolls included. If you watch the, uh, yeah. the Pax, Pax East demo, you can you can see how bad a roll can be. Yep. You can enjoy what I would describe as my caliber of rolls whenever I play D and D. Um, I am really looking forward to like I love the look at character creation that we got. Got looks really good. Even just some more cinematic conversations to really mm, see yeah. your characters. Yep. Um, I'm interested to see how deep character customization and stuff gets like can you multi-class i want to know can i make some weird fucked up wizard fighter hybrid because you, like, you had some flexibility in original yeah, it, was, it was actually very you could basically put points in whatever you wanted yeah because you pick your class and that's how you start but as you level up you can invest points and then just buy the skills from vendors yep and if you want to be able to turn you like get the bullhorns you just need two points in metamorph yeah. or whatever, and anybody can do that. Or if you want to say maybe you, you want some better gloves and you just want to learn teleport. Yeah. You just get the <laughs> for teleport completely gloves. for completely wholesome reasons, not yeah. to just troll your allies. And not, not to at put all. not to continually, 
drop <laughs> Brendan's character off cliffs or into oil puddles. I would never do that. Never such a thing. Um, all the time. Yeah, but, you know, just all, all good-natured. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to Baldur's Gate 3. I'm definitely going to pick it up when it drop, hits early access, whatever quantity yeah. of game is there. Just, if only just to fuck around in it without not playing it seriously. But Yeah, um, especially because it is currently PC only. Mm. So sorry, PC Master Race only, I guess. Uh, Larian apparently just said that the PS4 and the Xbox One can't handle it. I'm fine with that. Um, at, at that point, yeah, if, if the game's going to be compromised, yep. it's not worth it. No. Just save it for next gen. Uh, which is sad because I know not everyone has PCs and it does look incredible. But um, it'll it'll come across. It'll come. Because, yeah. I mean, Divinity Original Sin, I think, took a couple of years or a and, year or yeah, so. Yeah, Divinity Original Sin 2 was not yeah. day and date at all. That was later the same year, I think. But I think it was also, they were... I don't want to say they were all by... I think they were all by Larian as well. So yeah. it wasn't just some third... Like, a lot of ports of third, third party. So that's really neat that they, that they want to do it themselves. Um, also, by all by everything that we've seen, I know that I always fall for this because... <laughs> but everything we've seen, it looks a lot further along than I expected it to. Yeah, well, I mean, they seem pretty confident that... I guess it's easy to look further along when they're doing, like, the... The character introductory stories, which yep. sort of remind me of Dragon Age Origins. Yeah, it really does. When you pick you pick your race and you pick your origin town, like which yep. is usually tied to your race, and then every one of those race or has like an origin story you play through, and I really yeah. like it. And you could there was two or three per race. I yeah, think. I'm pretty sure like the dwarves. You could be like the chosen family, the top family, or yeah. the, the exile, the traders that always go out to the surface. Yeah, and the elves could be or, like a wood elf or yeah. um, a, a slave elf. And, um, but again, that that ties in directly to because yeah, I know that the Larian guy really <laughs> I can't remember his name now, but he said that he wanted to make it the most five fifth edition game he could. And when you're making your characters in D anD D, of course, you've got to pick your background and you've got to pick your mm. um, like your origin story and stuff from a selection. You can make your own up if you're good at writing. Which, which um, yeah. Original Sin two also sort of had. I remember that you could pick yeah, like you pick character tags, traits, and I really like that. And they, you were able to mix and match a cut like two character traits, and they basically. In a hand, like in, in in an instant, you could tell who your character was. Mm, it was really cool. Like I'm a noble and a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> what a combination! Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but yeah, no, it looks very good. Uh, the wait for that early access is painful, mm-hmm. but I think we'll get through it. Yep. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see what later this year means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or if we get there. <laughs> it's true. 2020 yeah. has been a long one so far. Anything could happen going forward. Um, what else have we seen? Uh, look, I'm just going to go ahead and bring up a rumor. Yes, that's yep. it's, it's stirred a couple of days ago. Yeah. Now this is a rumor that originally, I mean, not exactly this one from this mm-hmm. this um, outlet, but man, I think it was maybe a month ago now or so that the an insider in air quotes came forward yep. to give me hope. Okay. When they were like, hey. Konami's working on two Silent Hill games. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so you're, not, you're telling me that I'm not just getting one Silent Hill game. I'm getting two? That's Forgive like, me if I don't believe you. That's twice as much chance <laughs> of there being a good one. Yeah. One of those has to be good, right? Um, so it's actually re- resurfaced again. This time it's been picked up by Rely on Horror, which is a website I've used occasionally. Yeah. More for movies than games. But um, the, the, the gist of the rumor is, and this is where I, it really, it's like it, and it's why I'm doubtful, I think, because I look at it and I'm like, was this written for me? Yeah. <laughs> Are you pandering to me? 
So part of rumor is basically insinuating that a new Silent Hill, like a a reboot, I guess mm-hmm. is the best way to describe it, um, indicates that Kechiro Toyama, who was the director and writer of the original 1999 Silent Hill, and Akira Yamaoka, Whoa. the composer of Silent Hill, so good, um, will be returning alongside Masahiro Ito, who's already been tweeting a lot of weird teasy stuff that make that was making the internet wonder if he was making a new Silent Hill. Mm. Um, these guys were... these. This trio is a core part of, of Team Silent. The superstars. Yeah. <laughs> so this trio will be uh, sort of re- helming a soft reboot of the series, which I've heard both sides argue for and against it, but at this point I'm like, you know what? If we get a good Silent Hill, who cares? Who yeah, cares for soft reboot? God damn it. Because they were all sort of standalone-ish anyway. Like Silent Hill 1 and 3 are tied together. And there's, like, references to all of them in, like, all the games. But then there's no sort of real direct correlation. So if the soft reboot brings the series back when Resident Evil's out here flourishing, let's yep. do it. <laughs> um, so there's also talk that it will, even, it will be worked on with SIE Japan Studio, which I guess implies Sony exclusive at this mm-hmm. point, um, With some, which possibly will include some team members from Project Siren, which was sort of like the... It's where the Silent Hill, I guess... Silent Hill Essence lived on after Tim Silent sort of went away after Silent Hill 4. Yeah. So if that's in fact true, that's amazing. But imagine if it stopped there. <laughs> because, oh boy. There's rumors of a, of a second Silent Hill, and this is where it's really coming for me, is it could possibly be Silent Hills. Mm-hmm. Silent Hills, of course, the, the one we never got. The cancelled Hideo Kojima one that... But I dream about it still. I still have PT and I still on my PS4. Sometimes yeah. I just look at it and I just I imagine what it's like to have that game. It's again, it's still really rough, but the the rumor suggests that Sony is working to patch up its relationship with Kojima Productions and Konami to bring this game up because it still want it people still want it. That's why this wow. that was such a big deal when it was like, I can't change my hard drives because I lose PT and I don't want to lose PT. That game is such a, a moment. I'll never forget that release. The tease, that weird, like, the night shot trailer with just people screaming and it's like, this looks so dumb. Yeah. I'm going to download this, whatever this playable teaser is. What a waste of my time. Wake up the next morning. Oh, hey, it's a Hideo Kojima game. Oh, really? It says Hideo Kojima Silent Hill game. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's too good to be yeah. true. Turns out it was. But maybe it could come back. Again, these are all rumors, but... We are in the year of PS5, so... God, imagine being Hideo Kojima in this situation where you quit over your like relationship or how they're treating you. You go and make your own game studio, and then that that little 45-minute teaser was so good that Sony, Sony pl- is like, trying to Sony strong the company. Arm Kojima, like Konami <laughs> into be letting... Be friends. Yeah, <laughs> be friends. We really want you to be nice to them. We want you to finish making this game for so us. So we can put it on our platform. <laughs> put it on our platform. Walk down a corridor forever. <laughs> Get a fright. Yeah. So again, this is all rumors and speculation, but a lot of people seem to be sort of picking this up and running with it. I mean, I'm not terribly surprised that a Silent Hill reboot at least would exist. Because... Even Konami, being Konami, must look at Capcom and Resident Evil and be mm-hmm. like, we, we could have that. Yeah. Like, we could have that. doesn't have to be all pitching <laughs> balls. Look at the success they're getting. And I think 
Again, I, I just I choose to believe that Konami wants to be better. They probably don't want to be better. No. But I choose to believe it. Um, and if this happens, then boy, that is. We talk about the Capcom redemption arc with, over the last few years, but this would be this could be the start of an amazing Konami one. So I'm crossing everything I've got that this happens. I'd say I'd say look forward to E3, but well, we'll get to that next. But also, it's Sony based on a lot of this chatter. Yeah. So you wouldn't see it E3 anyway because no. Sony's just like nah. See you in a random state of play. When? Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> we'll see you. We'll, we'll call you. We'll let you know. What about the PS5? What PS5? <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima coming out in June. Yep. Here's the logo for the PS5. <laughs> Enjoy it. It just looks like the PS4 logo. Aren't you surprised? <laughs> Not, well, I mean, I'm surprised you would think this is exciting. To be fair, it got a lot of buzz. I hated yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So much like social so much media. energy to just walk out there and just be like, here's a logo. See ya. <laughs> See you when? Well, See you when? Later. Bye. See ya. He's gone. I wasn't sure how long... I wasn't sure how long the five was going to be. Like, <laughs> be like a tall, skinny five or a yeah. long one. I guess you answered that burning question. Pretty quickly. Thanks. So like, cheers. Appreciate it. Yep. So, we have a one that I'll... So, yeah. Cross, fingers crossed for Silent Hill. This is sort of like a lightning round of just really cool things this week. Yeah. And then this one, which is understandable, but not cool. So last week, when Joel and I were briefly talking about the stubbornness of the ESA to push yep. forward with E3. Yeah. Hey, guess what? It's cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> not surprising. At this point, it is just, it's just the right choice to make yep. for the safety. The mm-hmm. health and safety of people who would be attending. Because as, as someone who's been to PAX, oh, yeah. so often you come home from PAX with something. Yep. Pax Pox. You try whatever you want. You're coming home with some sort of sickness. And it's just not worth the risk with this. With this many people internationally. Yeah. Like, with coronavirus, COVID-19, just hanging around. Who knows where it'll be in June? Maybe it'll be gone, but it's just not worth it. Maybe everyone will have it anyway. Yeah, we'll just all have it. But yeah, so um, it is cancelled. There's a few quotes here. I'll just read this quick one. This this snippet from this Twitter account is a statement. After careful consultation with our member companies regarding our health, the, the health and safety of everyone in our industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our longtime E3 partners, we have made the difficult decision to cancel E3 2020, scheduled for June 9 to 11 in Los Angeles. So there's two things immediately up from this. First of all, they've canceled, but we've seen statements from Microsoft and Ubisoft saying that they're exploring digital presentations which is mm-hmm. like, like like a Nintendo Direct I assume yep. no mention of like when they'll happen but I would be very surprised if it wasn't the same time period yep. get everyone excited around that time anyway uh, there was a weird um, rumor oh, I saw a weird tweet from Jason Schreier about Warner Brothers were going to hold one and they would have their Batman game Yeah, they would have that new Harry Potter game which we saw yep. like half a second of footage oh, God, from yeah. years ago and whatever rocks that he's working on and more it's like that was i almost wish i didn't know that it could still happen they mm-hmm. might do a digital thing as well because that seems like if that's what you've got this year i don't think you let this stop you i think you, you get on the phone to microsoft you're like hey we want in yeah <laughs> but just let let me in me let me in. <laughs> hey there's another option they could still salvage this they could they could do the whole thing hear me out 
Second life. In second life. In second life. The future of yeah. all presentations is second life. My partner spent an embarrassing amount of time in second life in previous years. Um, and she got weirdly excited at the idea that they could just... She's like, yeah, they used to have universities in second life. You could do it all. They can put videos up there. Yeah, it'd be great. I'm like, it would not be great. It, it, to be fair, like, Second Life just reminds me of a successful PlayStation Home. Yeah, basically. I remember PlayStation yeah. Home, like, you'd log in with your stupid, weirdly realistic avatar yeah. and, like, go to the stupid, weird theatre and watch trailers with people. I'm like, why? Why am I doing this? Yeah. At least in Second Life, I understood. Yeah. I can see the appeal of that, but in PlayStation Home, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I? Why is there artificial scarcity here? This is so weird. Why am I queuing to play pinball? <laughs> to watch a trailer when I can yeah. just open up YouTube. But, um... Yeah, I mean, hey, maybe Second Life is the future of all digital presentations. They're rubbing their hands together. <laughs> Everyone's quarantined. Everyone laughed, but now it's yep. time. <laughs> but now it's time. Um, what else was it? Linden Labs, buy stock now. Um, <laughs> uh, but they've also... The other interesting discussion is... Look, there's no secret. This year's E3 was looking to be a disaster. Yeah. The creative directors, I Am 8-Bit, bailed a few weeks ago before the show was even happening. They were yep. like, yeah, look, we're out. Which... We don't know why. Presumably it's whatever they saw that was going to be part of this show, mm-hmm. but they wanted they didn't want to be a part of it. So in a weird way, the ESA has been given a uh, get-out-of-jail-free card. Yep. They've got a chance to really look at what they were going to do this year and, and have be a like, full extra year yeah, to put it back together. A year to fix it. Yeah. Because yeah. like, the big fear I think a lot of people had was if this year's show is cancelled, will they come back? Will, do they, will the other companies... See the need next year. Yeah. What are they going to do? What are, are they going to find that they're going to get the exact same mm. or very similar um, hype and mm. information spread from just a, a director from a direct? Like Nintendo, like they nailed it, right? They got yep. it. They figured it. Like, well, why would we pay all this money to have this stage show mm-hmm. where we can just show this digital video and then have a presence on the show floor? Yeah. Because it's funny. Because that that's the the other thing that. It, I keep forgetting about when I talk when I see this E3. I was watching the kind of funny guys talk about it, and they're spot on when they say, "For most of us, E3 won't change." No, we'll no. just we'll watch the presentations and be like, "Those were some cool trailers," and that's really where our connection to E3 ends. It's the show stuff that we we never engage with, and that's the part that really is the E3 that affects not only the ESA's bottom line, yeah. but um. All the journalists who would go, who would mm-hmm. use it as a chance to, first of all, catch up with their buddies and just get and have some drinks, uh, and cover these games, and even just for indies as well. Yeah, indies is a big loss. Yeah, because that's all of that. I see a lot of people tweeting. Like I think it was oh, Mike Futterish or something. I should retweet it. Who was basically like, "Hey, E three's cancelled. If you had indie pitches, post them here." Yeah, and I've been occasionally checking it i forget the name of the one i saw in particular but basically someone was gonna pitch a sort of like survival horror game set in the dying moments of an mmo oh yeah i was like that sounds cool yeah all right so i'm gonna have to track it down i'll link it to you yeah because that might i'm gonna put that in my list and like if i see this pop up in a store in the future yeah i'm googling it because that's a cool idea um and i think that might be the biggest loss really because so many Especially with GDC gone now, like in, a lot of indie is just sort of going to be out in the cold, probably. Yeah. Like it sucks. It's a shame. Like I get. Obviously, it was the right choice to make. It had to happen. But um, hopefully they can recover. Hopefully they can get back on on yeah. board. Yeah, and you can't. We can get a little bit stick it to them with the ESA because they've done some jerk things. They have they've had some, made some. Jerk they decisions. doxed all their attendees. They did. What a pack of jerks. Um, <laughs> and then. 
Like they didn't even react quickly to that. <laughs> no. But then the fall like the fallout from this cancellation is gonna be massive for, for indies and for yeah. journos and for small outlets yep. and stuff. But also for um like everything being cancelled, like the you know, Formula One's cancelled, yeah. the NBA cancelled their season. Cancelled their season. Like think about the people that that you know, that rely on the Uber drivers in the area, mm. the people who do the food vans and stuff nearby, it's, the people who clean those stadiums, the people—it's crazy. Yeah, this whole thing. If is If your insane. job is anything related to a convention center, currently, woof. Even like yeah, yeah people who like I've seen, I've already started seeing posts from people I follow who are cosplayers. Yeah, who would hire stalls? They yeah. are super out of luck. Yep. Just because all these cons are canceling, and then they've already paid the money to hire this stall, and of course, getting that refund's not easy. No. Um, so yeah, like this is going to have, like, it's going to make 2020 is going to go down for like in history for this. Like it's going to be insane. And there's going to be some, there's going to be a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of like indie developers or, um, people that rely on that sort of social face to face that even won't, like, won't be there in 2021. Yeah. yeah well, even, yeah. even some, like I've seen a few small people who are like some small outlets who, who barely scrape together to get to E3 yep. can use that to build something. Yeah, they're not going to get that chance this year. No. Yeah, it is sad. Like ESA suck, yes. <laughs> and E three needs work, but it just sucks that it affects all these really cool people as well. So hopefully next year they've got their get out of jail free card. Yeah, reflect, fix, yep. find, find a solution. So bit tasteless for Davis was cancelled for Gamescom to be like, hey. Tickets now on sale. Yeah. Well, we'll see Although, you guys come. what a massive, like, what an incredible, sh- like, shade moment from Devolver. Oh, Devolver uh, getting to be the ones. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Heading into this announcement, there were rumors. Yeah. Like, lots of people who were impressed were like, look, I'm here and talk. It might be cancelled. Just prepare yourself for that. Yeah. <laughs> Devolver, though. Devolver just chucking out there that everyone should cancel their flights and hotel rooms yep. now. Just like going, hey, it's not happening. Yeah. Devolver I'm, Digital. I'm glad it was Devolver that got to do their that. magic. <laughs> the ones who have been forever in the, in the parking lot for mm-hmm. the last few years at E3, just like getting to the guys just going, guys, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> Call it. Pack it up. <laughs> How do you know? We saw the janitors. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw some talk. Again, I think it was some kind of funny. Like this story believe it if you want to it's just if this is true it's so funny some random sort of like cam girl twitter account like a mm. few weeks ago was just like oh hey i hear you he's cancelled <laughs> one of my clients it's like whoa 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 it's only really surfaced now i heard i heard greg talking about i'm kind of funny i'm like if that's true that's so amazing that's incredible <laughs> what a weird what a weird way for that story to first pop out but no one see it because why would you see it from that source mm-hmm. so funny um but yeah now we're this year uh we'll still get the digital stuff hopefully yeah. So hopefully we've still got things to be excited about from our couches. Hopefully I'll still see Metroid Prime 4. Mm-hmm. Hey, we've still got stuff to be excited about in June. We do. We do. Command and Conquer Remastered. How is this looking good? It looks incredibly good. EA, so after the whole Warcraft 3 just yep. disaster, yep. I have to admit I was concerned, like, well, how's EA going to get it I was already right? concerned with EA because the I last know. thing we saw out of EA was Command & Conquer Rivals. I know. And the thing before that was I Command & Conquer 4. I'll never forget Rivals. I'll never yeah. forget about E3 when they're like, they were playing this weird sort of, this weird RTS game. I'm like, oh, that's Command & Conquer, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God damn it, it is. Oh, God damn it. And then my soul died. Yep. And it left my body. Yep. <laughs> and you could absolutely, you could definitely see that this is some other game that's been pitched. Yep. 
And like, the, here's the here's the microtransaction cool. path. Paint it, yeah. command and conquer. Yep. Oh, I yep. mean, I guess Let's try try to force some influencers in there playing it to try and generate some artificial hype, and it's just uh, nobody wants that. If you put GDI and Nod on something, I want like I want a full RTS. Yes. I want an asymmetrical yes, yes, RTS yes. with uh, stupid like B grade cutscene. Like, yes. Like clips. Like, yep. At at cinematics. minimum, I will expect. I will accept. A really blocky first-person shooter RTS. <laughs> but I Command still... Command Conquer Renegade, but I will not accept that again. I still want B-list celebrities, yeah. though. I, I, they're non-negotiable. <laughs> that has to happen. Yeah, and John and Joe Q. Canis Kane. <laughs> yeah. um, only him. Only him. And then the remaster trailer dropped this week, and I watched it, and I watched it again. I can't believe it's it. Just, I am so happy with it. It looks phenomenal. All of the remastered movies somehow look incredible. Mm. Um, the fact they've sort of the like they've done up the art like they've basically remodeled all the stuff in the game yeah and it looks good but if you don't like it you can just you can toggle it back to the old style yep. as well it's just the music still really good remastered by um by frank, frank lepaki himself. himself new tracks from frank lepaki and the tiberian sons yeah what a great band man. i know um all, all of the features i'm glad you're here for this because joel, yeah. joel doesn't have a command and conquer assignment i'm glad you bought this <laughs> yeah all the all the features that you would expect like a skirmish mode um that was not in command and conquer so it it came it came in in red alert um you know all the deal all the maps that have been featured at any point full campaigns with all dlc and that like yeah the giant ant bonus missions i am see i'm not familiar with those there's like flamethrower ants and there's tesla ants because when i (laughs) when i played tiberian dawn and red alert like i only had the vanilla game so i haven't even played the dlc for those games it wasn't until tiberian sun when I I think I was sort of PC savvy, yeah, or I had Tiberian Sun, but I downloaded Firestorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the the one thing that I'm going to really miss from this, and I wonder if they'll put it in there anywhere, is the um the installation for Command and Conquer and Red oh, Alert. I do like they were the best. They went all in on those installations. They were my favorite. So immersive. Yeah, just done full like briefing style for spinning logos and yeah you know and like little little i would love it if they gave the option for it how, you just to be able, have to be able to play it from a movie and they've got a bunch of other movies and outtakes and stuff in yeah. there so Heaps of behind hopefully the scenes stuff. So. so good like even seeing the old cnc logo just made my yep. mind melt with nostalgia like the, the sea inside the sea with like the red yep. cross in this i'm like oh that logo is not good but i remember it yeah and then like when it's everything falls into place and it just goes, "Welcome back, Commander," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, all right." Oh, I'm so, I'm so excited for like me. unit lost and low power and new construction options. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Yep, can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Building just a, a swarm of mammoth tanks. Yep, yep, and just pointing them that way. Yep, stealth tanks, orcas, flame tanks. Obelisk of Light. Yeah, Obelisk yeah. of Light wasn't that. And then that, in fact, that's my favorite iteration with the... And I wonder, I if, they'll, I wonder if they'll fix the AI where if you built a sandbag wall all the way up to their base <laughs> and then just built it... Because like you, you can build one square away from a yeah. sandbag wall and you can just build yourself a little sandbag snake through the map. The, <laughs> the computer didn't recognize it as a, t- as a target because it was a terrain feature. Um, and then you I mean, hopefully. It, yeah, and you build it all the way up there and just wall in their base. And then you just... Get the run of the rest of the map. And that's how 12-year-old Brendan finished Command & Conquer. Just like real war. Just like real war. You just Your sandbags self-replicate and crawl like a little snake across the map. Oh, man. 
um, that we've discussed this. Hopefully, uh, hopefully these do well. I know we're both buying it. Yeah, it just has to happen. You're getting at least two sales. Yes, yep. thirty bucks. Like, sign me up Done. on Steam as well. I'm in. I'm so in. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it does well because I really want that Tiberian Sun and Red Alert Two One. Because as yep. much as I like these two games, I love those two games. Tiberian Sun is great. I would love to see it remastered, not in a voxel style. Because, yeah. man, that's a bit hard on the eyes now. Yeah. Um, it's still got style um, when you're yeah. moving it around. But I would love to see that visually remastered as well. It would be great. Um, and Red Alert 2 is just... I don't know. Something about Red Alert 2, I bloody love it. I love... I mean, I think um, everyone's got the Command & Conquer game that they do. I mean, I like Command & Conquer Tiberian Dawn was my first one ever. But Same. something about... I think it's the fact that a lot of your units have alternate modes, in which, again, something I hated about Red Alert 3. But in Red Alert 2, it's like, okay, here's, here's my GIs. I can walk them out, and then I can deploy them into little sandbags. I can take territory. I know what all of these units do. They're a little bit cartoony, but they're really easy to visual, visually identify. Um, and they the, the naval power was way better in Red Alert 2. Yeah. I remember that. Um, I don't think there was any naval stuff at all in Tiberian Sun. No, yeah, GDI got gun sh- gunboats, but they were, were only on certain maps. Yeah. And they just go back and forth. Um, but they were, yeah, Red Alert 2 is one of my favorite games, which I'm really keen for. And it had, you know, Jonathan Price. Um, Again, the, the B-list, no, the B-list yeah. celebrities in both of those games yep. are so good. So many cutscenes that I think about to this day. Yep. I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, hope, like, and you know the good thing, EA, like once you do those two, that's it. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. No one wants Tiberian Wars or Red Alert Three or definitely not Four. No. Oh no. You know what? You could. I'm not sure if you, if you could put in that collection. You could do generals. Oh, absolutely. You could, you could, do, generals. do you reckon you could do generals and chuck it in with those two? No, or, they'll sell it separately. Because yeah, it it's generals and zero hour. Right. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, Zero Hour was good. I'm not, I'm not saying it was yeah. bad. I'm just saying, but I but can yeah, see EA doing. selling it because you got Tiberian Sun and Firestorm, Red Alert Two, and I feel like it, Yuri's Revenge. Yes, it did. It had a whole extra faction. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, then you got um, which worked. Unlike when they introduced the weird alien faction in Tiberian oh, the, Wars. The screen. And then even even with them, all of the, all of the factions were just kind of the same but different colors. Yeah. You got yellow units, gold units, and black units. Like I yeah. But still, we get yeah. it. It's, it looks good. It looks good. I'm shocked. I didn't think it would happen, but it, yep. it's it's gonna look good. I'm so excited, man. Um, I'm trying to think, if there's anything else cool worth bringing up? Um, um you got any... Royale's not far away. I mean, oh, I think about yeah. it daily. Yeah. If we wanted to talk about things like the world is calling the Animal Crossing. Yeah. This is it. Like we're we're actually on the cusp of a really good run of games to be quarantined to. So, good timing, but you might need to get them digitally. I'm half considering... I don't think Nintendo will do it, because I don't think Nintendo is as cool as Disney. Like, Disney's like, hey, you can buy Star Wars Rise of Skywalker now, early, because, you know what? You're all quarantined, and you'll probably give us money for it. Yeah. Also, we'll put, gonna do? <laughs> we'll put Frozen 2 on Disney Plus now, even though we just released the DVD not that yeah. long ago. You want to? You need a way to spend 14 days of quarantine? Here you go. Watch Rise of Skywalker and then spend 13 days angrily consuming <laughs> uh, reaction videos. Just in time because the novelization just came out as well. Woo! Um, but yeah, I don't see Nintendo being that cool, but I'm half considering buying it digitally just in case I decide to be like, oh, you know what? Day early. Day early. <laughs> Day early, you go. You go. Not like it matters. We, we blocked most of the review- reviewers from having it anyway, so... Yeah. You guys have been know. good. But yeah, we've got that. We've got Doom the same day. 
in a, like a couple of weeks, we've got Resident Evil, and then we've got the big one, the big FF7 remake part Oof. one, part one, part one, part one. Um, they showed off three of the dynamic themes, and I want them all. Yeah, you can. There's a video with all the Persona Five Royal themes. I, I want did all look of those. That. I only have one PlayStation. There's a lot of themes. It's, I watched that video. I'm like, this is what I need. Theme rotating. Yeah, yeah. Like where just every time I go to my like boot my PS4 up, yeah, it's a different theme. It's not that difficult. No, I mean the PS4. I mean, I guess it, it could be, but the PS4 sometimes struggles to do anything. So. That is very true. So maybe it is hard. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you could set it to do that, but then that's all your PlayStation does. <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> right. so yeah, given, it. Haven't looked at these themes? Fair enough. Yeah. They're Happy good. That. They got some good music and they look gorgeous. Yep. Oh, I just love them so much. Um, just to finish up, I don't want to talk too much in the way of spoilers, but we both finished watching Castlevania Season 3. We did. And I can't think of a better place to bring it up. Yeah. Because now it's pretty fresh. Yeah. Uh, again, no spoilers because... It's pretty fresh, and I think everyone should watch it. Uh, what did you think of it? I look. I really we discussed it. it a I, little bit. I love. I love this Castlevania. I love Warren Ellis's work. So good. Um, but it this shouldn't whole, this be whole, this good. Yeah, it shouldn't. It has no <laughs> right to be this it's good. It's a game. Yeah. It's a side-scrolling platforming game about a guy who kills things that look like monsters. On yeah, the- sometimes they're like Medusa heads. <laughs> yeah, like just the heads that float in S patterns. Sometimes infinitely. they're like little small guys that hop around the screen. Yeah, and you yeah, sort of whip them. In. You just got to whip them, and then they explode in fire. Yep. Sure. Why not? Yep. Um, and you got to whip candles and get the hearts out of them. Yeah, Fair and, enough. and the story is like barely present. But this series has been really good. The characters are all great. The only thing I would say about Castlevania Season 3 is maybe a bit too long. I feel like there was a couple of episodes. You could definitely have condensed this down. Yes, I do think like, you could. Because you're like, oh, where are we? What are we investigating? That's what we're investigating. Gee, we better investigate it. It was definitely... Yeah. This season was definitely then really sort of just... I think, because they've sort of set the world up now. I think this was some sort of feeling the world. Cause yeah, basically I hope all, they've got a point. All I the main characters is... are all separate, basically, yeah. which is interesting. I really hope they've got a point for it, because I don't feel comfortable with people <laughs> making just random meandering series that may not be particularly well-received on platforms like Netflix, where you really <laughs> need them to be well-received to justify getting your season four that you're sitting up for. I mean... I mean, the animation was gorgeous. The dialogue was great. It was funny. Um, and it the was, animation it was, in the last episode, animation in the last episode was, was phenomenal. Next level. <laughs> which makes me... It, but again, that also made me resent it a little bit more because yeah, we could have I had mean, that a couple of episodes sooner. They save it up. Yeah. Because even two was sort of the same. Like, I mean, it's still a bit shorter, so I think it was less of an issue where it's cool and there's some cool fight scenes, but the animation in that last episode is just so... Like, the fight between... Dracula and mm-hmm. Alucard. Mm-hmm. Oof. Oof. Felt some of those blows. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, it was incredibly good. Um, yeah, I, I, as a 10 episode series, I would have loved it as like a seven episode series. I think, I yeah. think eight. Yeah. Cause I yeah. feel, I think, cause I, the, the sad reality of like when it, when it becoming 10, there is some parts for certain characters. I'm like, why do we need to see this? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and some of it, like one of the plot lines was one of the plot lines was completely spelled out. All characters involved knew what was going to happen, and we still had to walk that path. Like they called it out in opening when they were meeting each other. Um, oh, this is your motivation. Well, you know that's my motivation, but I'm still going to talk to you anyway. And they were like, okay, well, I guess 
we just have to walk down this until we get to that eventual point. Um, and some, then some interesting yeah. things though, like I think the new character of Saint Germain. Yeah, he, yeah, he, like he, Bill he bring, Nye. Bill Nye. He brings an interesting element to this to this series that, again, it's sort of spoilery. But if you know anything about his character from the games, he definitely adds something that this series could sort of run with. Um, yeah, because we know that there's some more series coming from this particular team. Yeah, I think they're also doing a Devil May Cry one. I think I should have googled that. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But um. I, I do feel confident we're getting a... Because, like, watching season three, like, if they don't are getting a season four, I'm so scared. Because it yeah. feels like they're building for, like, several more seasons off yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, it, it is open as hell. Yeah. They feel absolutely ready to go. Um, and, yeah, I I waited for this for so long, I kind of wish it had done more with this season. Yeah. But the animation was great. Characters were all solid. We. The only thing is that I kind of feel like we're where we started with it with i mean with a couple of characters maybe yeah i think there were still some important revelations i think i know the two you mean yeah because it's yep. the two we've talked about yeah i think that was important for one of those characters more than the other yeah yeah no yeah, i think you're definitely right it's a bleak world man it is a bleak world it's not going well <laughs> no. um but yeah no i i now i just want season four that's yep. that netflix problem right you find they do a show that you like you watch it in a week mm-hmm. and then you're like more more, please? And they're like, oh, we'll see you in maybe a year, if that, if you're lucky a year. No, I better leave my subscription up oh, well. for a year. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got me. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought it was worth bringing up Castlevania 3 because it's just so cool. Yep. <sighs> Very good. Um, if you haven't watched any of it, definitely watched it. If you make it through season one, like if you enjoy season one, you're in for a ride. Season one's so good. Yeah. It's, I, I, season one is just so tight. Yeah, yeah. I guess because they didn't know what they had, yeah. what they were going to be get to work with. And I, I do like, like, I think season two has just enough room to breathe with mm-hmm. its story. But yeah, season three sometimes you're like, ah, oh, you could have had a bit less space. Yeah, <laughs> but I still really enjoyed it because man, it's just it feels nice to like something with Castlevania on it. It's novel. Yeah. No thanks to Konami, of course. No, but, thank you. <laughs> because they were like, you know what we'll do? We'll put Symphony of the Night on phones. <laughs> Why would anyone do that? I don't know. Why would you do that? <laughs> uh, but I think that's the show. Yeah, I think, I think that's I'm the show. You good? Yeah, I haven't got much else cool. to... Yeah. Well, well, thanks for joining me. <laughs> no worries. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and thank you to everyone for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate it if you've reached this point uh, and you've listened to us ramble about things we played and just like half an hour of just things that were really cool this week and yeah. E3 being cancelled uh, if you want to keep up with us on the social media you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook where we are just dialogue options uh, as for our individual accounts you can find me on Twitter where I am at X, where I don't know what have I been tweeting That's, actually I read I last retweeted because of how society is very quickly falling apart amid panic buying and hoarding there's only one place that's safe. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is space. It's space. It's space. Has space. Been, has not yet been corrupted by capitalism. Yep. That's all we got left. Spice. <laughs> Spice. I just love it. He's he just so want, he wants to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> he's look he's like look he's, he's looking at this line. Re- someone gave him this script and Tim Curry is just like incredible. Oh. <laughs> uh, what a blessing. I get to say this. <laughs> yep. And I, I imagine that it's just like, well, how many takes do I get? Yeah. <laughs> 
How many takes do we have budget for? Literally one from Tim Curry. <laughs> from the Tim Curry. The Tim Curry. Um, but yeah, that's where they can find me. Where can they find you? Uh, same, you'll find me on Twitter at Brendigo, B-R-E-N-D-I-G-0. Uh, right. Again, someone took the air, but I'll, I'll one day. figure it out eventually. At one point, no, my next step, my first step, my will first be to step. actually type that without the zero in there and find out who it is. That's so much I, effort, I have though. not even done that yet, so it's not like there's a, you know, there's no vendetta. I'm just ready to go with lazy, a zero I'm just, on the end. I'm just lazy to find yeah, out just, who. that's it. That's fair. You missed it. Like, the usernames it. are even taken. Cool, fair yeah. enough. Oh, you got me. Yeah, you got <laughs> <laughs> Too slow. Yeah. Um. All right, then. Well... We'll let our wonderful theme song see us out, and we'll catch you guys next time. Options podcast.